Welcome to Seeing Beyond Risk, a podcast series from the Canadian Institute of Actuaries. My name is Chris Fivoli. I'm a staff actuary, communications and public affairs at the CIA. And today we'll be speaking with Rob Brown, a retired university professor, former president of the CIA and longtime volunteer for the profession. And for the past couple of years, Rob has been a member of the Single Topic Task Force that developed the recently published CIA public statement on retirement age, which you can get from the CIA website, www.cia-ica.ca. Thanks, Rob. Glad you could speak to us today. Yeah, thanks, Chris. So to start off, maybe just give us some background and motivation behind coming up with this public statement on retirement age. Yeah, well, you know, Chris, that I've spent a lot of time studying demographics, and we live in very interesting times demographically in Canada today. The post-war baby boom is now well into the retirement transition, and that should be complete around 2031. That means that we will have a rapidly growing population of dependent seniors who require health care, long-term care, and retirement income security. At the same time, we know that we are experiencing labor shortages in many fields. It also seems inevitable that an aging population will lead to slower economic growth. So these are two important issues, but there may be one mitigating solution. If we can convince Canadians to stay just a little bit longer in the labor force, then in one move, we can shift thousands of Canadians from the dependent aged population to the active and productive labor force. We are also concerned about the ability of Canadians to retire with financial security, given today's low interest rates, longer life expectancies, a decline in private pension coverage, and a lack of personal savings to fill the void. Finally, we are aware that Canadians are already staying in the workforce longer today than historically, and we expect this trend to continue in the future. So we do not think that urging and nudging Canadians to work a little bit longer is all that contentious a proposal. Okay, that's very helpful. So maybe let's get into some details. What exactly does this statement propose? Well, as I said, Chris, the CIA would like the government to create a nudge to keep people active in the labor force just a little bit longer. By doing so, we can move some of those dependent elderly into the productive workforce. And that means two things. Economic growth will be enhanced, as will tax revenues to the government, needed to pay for increased health care costs, for example, and demand for benefits will be delayed. We are suggesting that a good way to accomplish this is to raise the age of eligibility for full benefits for both old age security and the Canada-Quebec pension plans from 65 to 67. Without costing the system any extra money, this would allow these plans to pay larger benefits than one gets today at the normal retirement age of 65, which would create further incentive. Now, in detail, we can raise old age security benefits by 14.4% by raising the age of entitlement from 65 to 67. So, for example, for old age security, this would mean no benefits prior to age 67. We also want to allow for delayed retirement as long as age 75 rather than age 70 today with commensurate increases in benefits. For the CPP, we can raise CPP benefits by 16.8% by raising the age of entitlement 
to full benefits from 65 to 67. We would also shift the earliest age of election from 60 to 62 and allow for delayed retirement up to age 75 with commensurate increases in benefits. We're also making recommendations that for private pensions and RRSPs, the tax rules be changed to allow for a delayed takedown of benefits as far as age 75 rather than today's age 71. We also propose that employers be allowed to change the target retirement age in their registered pension plans from 65 to 67 with a commensurate increase in benefits. Finally, we would propose that the guaranteed income supplement clawback provision be revised with the intent of providing incentives for workers to stay at work longer, but leaving the age of eligibility at 65. Similar provincial plans should also be revised. And by the way, a move in this direction was contained in the March budget federally. Okay, can you tell us about some of the work that was involved in putting the statement together? Well, it was a lot. The board appointed the single topic task force made up of nine CIA members with expertise in pensions. The task force met regularly to develop a draft statement, which was then circulated to the entire CIA membership for comments. We also held a webcast that provided another opportunity for members to provide feedback. Now, while it is impossible to develop something that all of our members would agree with, we strove to take into account differing opinions and to produce a statement in which members had the opportunity to have input. The task force then reviewed the comments and revised the statement to address those comments. Once we had a final version that went to the Public Affairs Council for approval, and just recently in March, the statement went before the board for its approval, which brings us to its intended release in mid-April. Do you know, Chris, the entire process took 19 months. Yes, exactly. And uh, I remember watching the progress of the statement as it moved along. And I do know that the group turned to a lot of external sources to help develop some of the background as you made your decisions. Can you tell us about some of the sources you turned to as you were putting the statement together? Well, I'll list a few. This may not be completely exhaustive, but we read several papers from the Office of the Chief Actuary of the Canada Pension Plan and Old Age Security. We looked at a similar paper done based on research from the International Actuarial Association. We reviewed a UK state pension age review done by the Department for Work and Pensions back in 2017. We read a couple of OECD, that's uh, Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development. We read a couple of their reports and also an ISSA, International Social Security Association report on life expectancy and mortality improvements. In total, we reviewed 12 external research papers. Now, of course, there's always going to be some contentious issues when you touch on a topic like retirement age. Can you maybe talk through some of the issues that the group dealt with along the way? Well, as in all of our work, actuaries always worry about equity in the work that they do. This is an important issue here. We want to be equitable both between generations and within any one generation. Our proposal is very close to cost neutral for the systems that would be affected, that is old age security, Canada-Quebec pension plans. So subsidies from one generation to the next would be minimal. As to within any generation, we know that shortening the number of years in retirement by staying in the labor force longer has more impact on low-income Canadians than on high-income Canadians since the former have shorter life expectancies 
than the latter. We did comment on this in our proposal and pointed out there would be a need for coordination of benefits between existing systems to minimize this negative inequity. This would involve existing programs such as the Guaranteed Income Supplement, Workers' Compensation, Unemployment Insurance, and Provincial Welfare Benefits. We would need a holistic approach to the implementation of this proposal. We're also concerned that a small number of workers might just not be able to stay active from age 60 to 62 in terms of their Canada-Quebec pension plan benefits. We have suggested that the government review other programs such as disability benefits to fill this potential void. Okay, and what do you see as the next steps? Where do we go from here? Well, once we go public, the next step would be to get the government to agree to restart a discussion on this important matter. We would follow up the report with personal visits to key stakeholders, including employer groups and unions. We would also push to make a periodic review of the age of eligibility an automatic activity going forward, say, every five to ten years. Okay, great. Do you have any other comments on the statement before we wrap up today? Yeah, just a couple of quick ones, Chris. Just note this proposal would affect Canadians retiring some years from now, not those retiring tomorrow, so you don't have to lose any sleep if you're getting close to the age of eligibility. And I'd point out that this idea of retiring later, that trend's already here. So Canadian workers are already staying in the labour force a little bit longer, and this is totally voluntary on their part. So to sort of sum up a little bit, we need to remember that the Canada-Quebec pension plans provide protection to Canadians both from living longer and also from erosion by inflation. Canadians need to take advantage of these important protections, and we think our proposals will assist. Okay, thanks very much, Rob, for taking the time today to share your insights with us. Thank you, Chris. Okay, and to read more about this statement, we would like you to visit our website, www.cia-ica.ca. I'm Chris Fivoli, and thank you for tuning in to Seeing Beyond Risk.